Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome back, everybody, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I know I'm so late. So uh, yeah, the, you guys are going to get like some back-to-back episodes. You guys probably just heard my interview with Rachel Best from Marco. She is so boss. I love her. And coming up is this interview. So I'm super excited. And it's going to be like the Thanksgiving Day special. I am very excited. We are recording this Thanksgiving Eve. So I'm already prepping. I'm like, I can't really have a big dinner because people are like, don't you want anything to eat? I'm like, no. I'm prepping for tomorrow. So, so uh, Thanksgiving is always one of my favorite holidays. It's about giving thanks. And I'm so thankful for the pinball community and this podcast and, and all of you listeners. I, it makes me feel so happy that you guys take moments out of your day to listen to me and my friends ramble about pinball. Cause I mean, it is awesome, but I do, I am thankful for, for all of my listeners. And I want to give a big thanks to our newest patron who I actually got to meet in person at the Houston Pinball Expo, who I ha- we had known each other, but like we actually got to sit down and chat. Um, our newest patron is Preston Moncala from Beaumont, Texas. Yay! Preston, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you guys don't know who the Moncala Mafia is, they're awesome. They're a whole family of pinballers out of Beaumont, which is far east Texas. It's kind of on the Texas-Louisiana border. Preston is one of the top players in the country. I want to say he's in the definitely in the top 100 for IFPA. And I'm sorry, Preston, I should have looked that up before I did this. But um, he is a top ranked player, definitely in the state and all across the world. I had thanked him and he was just like, you know, you're doing good stuff. And I'm like, oh, so nice. Thanks. So um, if you guys want to do a uh, Patreon, if you want to be a patron, there is a link on the website. Our guest today is so awesome. I met her at the Houston Arcade Expo because I knew of her because I knew she was a super cool pinball chick. Um, She is ranked number 138 on the women's bracket. Her day job is actually restoring pinball machines. Seriously, hashtag coolest job ever. From Rochester, New York, please help me welcome Ashley Ludwig. Yay! (laughs) Hello. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so excited you're here. I had seen a video of you from WXXI that they had done um, Arts in Focus, and they did a short film or a short little documentary on what you do um, in the world of pinball restoration. But for people who may not know you, can you tell us your pinball origin story, how you got involved in the hobby, and where you're at today? It's actually a funny uh, backstory. I used to be a sign painter. Um, for a grocery store and I would uh, get on Craigslist to look at uh, different restaurants locally that needed signs or window painting, stuff like that. Um, And I responded to an ad uh, for a company that was looking for an artist to restore pinball machines. Um, And I thought it was a joke at first uh, because it sounded too good to be true. And I was, I was so convinced I was going to be like on Dateline or something like that um, because I was murdered going to this like super suspicious like ad posting on Craigslist. Um, but it ended up being fine um, <laughs> and uh, slowly sort of like switched over and uh, that was about four years ago um, and I've been restoring um, pinball machines full time for a company in Rochester 
Um, I do mostly artistic art, um, art restoration, um, but some mechanical and stuff like that. Well, I figure once you get in the biz, you start getting your hands in the machine and like, what else can I do? Oh yeah. It's, it's, I always describe it as like a board game of mousetrap. <laughs> like I love taking, taking apart the play field and replacing all the all the bulbs and rubbers and stuff like that cleaning it putting it all back together it's really fascinating to me i was just like that's your job I mean, that can be your job that's amazing i love it yeah so we'll, we'll <laughs> deep dive more into that later in the show but we'll uh jump into news and kind of a a houston recap so of course you know because i couldn't stop talking enough about the houston expo so so y'all are like why is she just getting to the houston expo review now it's because i was tired y'all I was very tired hmm. and I had to actually go. So Houston was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And after I, I, I came back for a couple of days and then I had to go to El Paso to do a road trip with my husband because he had an art show in El Paso. So we just got back like two days ago. I'm like, I'm so tired. But I was like, I got to get my podcast done. I was like, I have goals and we got to get them done. So uh, let's talk about the biggest news that every other podcast has talked about, which is the Raza release. I did actually get to play it. And y'all, if you call, follow me on social media, you saw the world's hor most horrible video of gameplay. Um, but <laughs> I, I did. I'm, I There's a my issue with it. I loved it. I did. I overall, I really like the game. Um, the things I really liked about it, um, the display, like by far that display and the graphics and the animations by far best I've seen in pinball. I mean, I, I love everybody out there, but that display was amazing. The gameplay, it was like, and I'm, I'm not saying anything new, but it is literally like World Cup soccer and uh, Arabian Nights had a baby at an amusement park that and it was a zombie. I mean, that it's just kind of like, it was like those two things came together. My two favorite things off of the game, besides the display, it's a shooter game. Um, so I did like that aspect. I prefer shooter games to, as opposed to flow games. Um, and the kickback. The kickback was super fun. It was something different. It was a different kind of kickback on the far left. And, and there's lots of videos out there. Um, some things I didn't like. Um, well, it's a prototype. And that's why I'm kind of hesitant to do a super deep dive onto it because we could get a totally different thing when they re-release this in, you know, a few months. So the art was kind of lacking yeah. on the cabinet and the ramps were no fun. I'm sorry. I know everybody's yakking about the ramps. I have to agree with them. The ramp, especially the right ramp was no fun. But what did you think? I know you got a little bit of time on it because the lines were super long for it, folks. I, yeah, I was there all weekend. Every time I went to go play it, it was like a mob of people surrounding that machine. So really like the last day at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning was like my first flip on it. Um, <clears throat> and, um, it was all right. Um, I did like, uh, the display, how it, how it was the full back. I totally agree with you on that. Some of the text was hard to read. Um, it was a little busy. Um, and I actually, um, I, I like, I like the cabinet. It, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I thought it was kind of fun. It wasn't super, you know, unique. Um, but it, it wasn't bad. But then again, it's a prototype and I'm, I'm not sure what exactly they're going to change, uh, when they release it. But, 
uh, it would be interesting to see. Yeah, and it wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't bad art. I was kind of expecting more art, I guess. And, and I get that they just wanted to get something out there to have flippable by, you know, the expo. But it was kind of like a ho-hum cabinet. And you know, Robert Mueller is, um, he does an interview on Canada's Pinball Podcast. A podcaster normally doesn't recommend other podcasts to people, but that is a really good interview. Canada does a deep dive with Robert Mueller for like an hour, asks him all kinds of questions. And Robert was very forthcoming and saying like, this is just a prototype, you know, it's not where it's going to be when it goes out, actually out to the public. Um, so I think the art package will change and this, the art package that is there now is temporary. Um, if you, if you guys are more, if you want more deep dive, so many people are doing deep dives on the Raza. It's one of the reasons I almost don't want to deep dive on it. Overall, I think it's really cool. I'm excited to see what happens. But again, it was just a prototype. But from what I flipped on it, I liked it. It did have that Bally Williams 90s feel, um, which I know I think that's what uh, Robert's going for. But um, it had that it had that whimsical feel. It had that 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 style. I really liked it. I liked the layout. And again, like I said, I prefer a shooter game to a flow game. But I am excited to see what what it turns out to be. Yeah, for sure. I'll include links in the show notes, guys, of, um, of the Jeff Teola's video that him and Emoto did. It was really, really good. Um, they broke down a lot of things. I'll also include a link to the interview um, with uh, Robert Mueller, the owner, uh, CEO of Deep Root. Um, so, girl, the Houston Arcade and Pinball Expo. What did you think? It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I have never actually been to Texas. What? Oh. Um, yeah. So um, I was uh, working the show with Marco. So I was excited to go. Um, totally exceeded my expectations. Um, I love shows that are like a 24-hour sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it, it's all a party. And I love like staying up late and chatting with people and hanging out and just like playing people, playing uh, pinball games and just like hanging out. Um, but uh, the people were great. Um, it wasn't a huge show, but it was uh, definitely packing a punch. Yeah, it's um. this is my second arcade expo and i just love the vibe like i was so excited to meet so many friends um i, I call my internet friends the interweb um that in person yeah. so you get to see all these people that you know maybe you've only known online or you don't get to see maybe once or twice a year so it was so exciting mm -hmm. to see everybody as well it's just got a fun party vibe it's just it the party was non-stop from friday when it opened at noon till the oh, end yeah. of saturday there was stuff going on the whole time there was a lot of pinball going on, considering it's a pinball and arcade show. Pinball was highly represented. Mm -hmm. It is an arcade show as well. So there's a real big mix of just different people at the show. There was a band. Oh, my God. Scott Denisi. I'm so sad, like, because I, uh, I'm an old lady and went to bed <laughs> at, like, 11 and I wake up. Oh, no. No. Okay, so we'll get to why I went to bed at 11 in a minute. But then I wake up and oh, everybody's no. like, man, that was such a rager. Did you see Scott Denisi DJing? It was amazing. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I missed it. I was like, dang it. Uh, did, did you get to see it? I totally I was I was looking forward to it when I found out that he was DJing. I was like, yes, finally, like Scott Denisi DJing at like a pinball and arcade expo. Like, this is fantastic. I can't wait, you know? And then, um, 
it, it was funny. Everybody in the crowd was like dancing with like lightsabers and like battling each other. And it was like, even if you were on the outside, like just enjoying what was going on, it was, it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it looked, all the videos I saw made me feel like such an old lady. Cause I was like, I should have stayed up. I missed the coolest party <laughs> ever. So the reason I went to bed so early is because I was doing pinball mimosas in the parking lot at like 7.30 a.m. like um like psycho. But it, this is my favorite part. So I had wanted to meet Scott and we really did not get to meet. And he probably now thinks I'm a crazy person. But so, <laughs> okay, so I have to kind of roll back. So last year, my, my good friend Stephanie Mueller from the Houston Bells and I went for pinball mimosas and did like breakfast before the uh, Space City Open last year. And we had so much fun. And I'm like, this has to be a thing. So I woke up at the, you know, crack of dawn, 730. I'm out there with the swap meet, setting up a little table, serving mimosas to strangers. At this point, I'm starting to get hammered. And if some of y'all saw me, <laughs> I was wearing this sequin jacket. It looked like I actually was at the party and didn't stop partying. So I, it's 830. I'm kind of drunk in the parking lot with a sequin jacket. It was, it was, it was a, a, a high yet low point. So I was having a blast. And all of a sudden, I see Scott and his crew roll. And I'm like, Scott! And I'm manically waving at him because I am drunk. And he's just like <laughs> looking at me like, what the? And I was like, hi, it's Lauren. It's so nice to meet you. And I was like, oh my God. He probably thinks I'm like crazy. But um, I gave Sarah like a cool pinball witch poster. I'm like, here, have a poster. And you want some drinks? They're like, no, no, no. We're going to go get breakfast. But uh, <laughs> the thing I was ex most excited about though Besides pinball mimosas, thank you to all the ladies that did come out for that, that actually said, Lauren, you're crazy. We're going to go up. We're going to come out there, but you're crazy. And came, they came oh, out. Yeah. But I met the coordinator for the swap meet for TPF. And he was like, what? what are you doing? So I explained to him, like, I'm like, I'm the Bells coordinator for San Antonio. And I told him my pinball mimosas story. And then, ladies and gentlemen, pinball mimosas are coming to TPF. So we, it is going to make a reappearance. So if you are at TPF, we will have pinball mimosas. It's very exciting. Strangers were coming up to my like little table like, what are you doing? I'm giving away booze in the parking lot because that's how I like to roll. <laughs> I I did not know about the mimosas that you were serving in the parking lot, but I got down to the to the Marco booth in the morning and you came in and gave us a bottle of champagne and a bottle of orange juice. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this woman? She is so badass. Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And immediately started like. I had a coffee in one hand and a mimosa in the other. And I was just like the happiest person. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like I had bought a, I had a lot of champagne and I had bought all this stuff and we did not have the big, we had turnout, but it wasn't a big turnout. So I was like, well, who else needs to party? And I'm like, the Marco people need to party because they got to be inside yeah. watching the booth. So like, cause I, and Moto did come out and I was like, Hey, do you, do you guys think you would want some of this? And she's like, heck yeah. And I'm like, Okay, y'all yes. need to party. So, so I wanted you guys. I wanted the spirit of the party to come from the parking lot inside the expo to you. So, we we were 
so grateful. Yeah, I know. It was, um, I met Kyle for the first time and it was yourself, Emoto, and then uh, Crystal as well. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like so excited. I was like, oh my God, my peeps. I was like, it was so, the Marco booth looked amazing, by the way. Um, I love the whole little dinosaur thing you got going on. I was like, ooh, I felt like I was taken there. Yeah, we had a bunch of, um, of the leaf decoration from uh, Chicago Expo um, that we boxed up and we just like brought it to Houston and, you know, decorated it. Yeah, y'all did a great job. I mean, they had that huge backdrop as well from Elvira. There were tons of uh, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park machines, ton of Elvira machines. I got to play some more Elvira, which I was very excited about. Um, That was so much fun. But the big thing, girl, you took the Interplanetary Knockout Women's Pinball Tournament. Oh my God, first place. Yeah, yeah, no, that was huge for me. I don't know how... I was able to pull that out, but um, it was intense. There were a lot of women in that tournament. Um, I think they said final count was 45. Yeah. A uh, three strikes tournament. And um, congratulations. I mean, there was some stiff competition there. We had some of the best players across the state. Definitely. There were several top 100 players from the women's bracket as well. I I looked you up on IFPA. That thing was worth like 25 whoppers. It was Oh, I, I think it was like uh, 20, 26 yeah, it was, or 20, it was, 20, 26.8 or something. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like, oh, how could you? You know, it, it was, it was incredible. If I remember this correctly, you took first, Kelly Raisler from Austin took second, Miette Drone, who we had on a couple episodes ago, took third, and her mom, Elizabeth Drone, the tournament director, took fourth. And I got to give much props to Elizabeth Drone and Raleigh Palace from the Bells and Chimes, Houston, and the Space City Pinball Club. They put on an amazing event. Everybody had a great time. There was a lot of stuff that was going on. We had to kind of move locations from the main hall to where the tournament area was. They kept everything going, and they did an amazing job. Yeah, they had a really great... Um, Um, like area blocked off. And um, like I said before, at the beginning, like everybody was amazing. It was so much fun. So this year um, at the Pinball Expo, because it's in a Marriott. So they have the big like hotel ballroom area. And it used to be that the, at least for the last year, they had that pinball area where the Space City pins were. That was the tournament area. Like it was for all Mm. of it. So the this year they left they made that back area a little smaller and they actually moved the main tournament um the actual space city open to the another ballroom which i had like it was good and bad it was good in the sense that it made it a lot more manageable from a distraction sense and we weren't like piled in there all day so yeah. that was nice but it did make it kind of like i have to walk from like it because it was like across the lobby so you had to kind of go go to the tournament area then if you wanted to go to the the main floor you had to kind of walk back and it wasn't like undoable but it was kind of a bummer i wish they were closer like it was a, a not as far away uh yeah i did really like that it was like it was a different i, I do agree um just because like uh, when we were, when we first started out in the main room, um, it was the first machine I was on was uh, Simpsons, but it was out of that little corner that yeah. the booth was tucked in. So like we were literally playing our first game in, in like the walking area where all these people are coming by and we, <laughs> I'm up there flipping and like someone's like coming up and like looking at the machine and like talking to me and I'm like, go away, go away. Like, 
oh my God, we're in a tournament. And like everybody else at one point was just like, all these people need to go away. Like, leave us alone. We're in a tournament. <laughs> Bay City had our little area for the pins, but there were three or four pins that were outside the tournament area on like the main walk. Um, they, I got to give a shout out to Titan Pinball because some of those actually were Titan machines out of Eric Smith and Heather Smith's personal collection that they loaned to us to do. And they were very, they were yeah, very nice. like, I was like, Ooh, these are fancy. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, much, uh, love to them for kind of stepping up. Cause they were, uh, we had a couple of machines go down and they were like, Hey, yeah, you can use our machines. No problem. Um, so that was super nice of them, but overall that tournament, I think it went really well. And that's a, a lot of kudos to Elizabeth and Raleigh for putting that together. Um, I'm really excited about women's pinball in Texas, just in women's pinball in general, just the the turnout for that event just made me feel so good. And I loved the, so there's a picture and I posted it on Instagram and it's the picture of you guys, you know, doing your like first through fourth and Kyle at the last moment, as I'm taking the picture, throws a bunch of confetti in the air and y'all's expressions (laughs) were the best. I was like, this is the most wonderful pinball picture ever i like all of you were just so excited like there's confetti (laughs) yeah so a funny uh side note about that um i have uh i haven't met kyle before um this show um and but we've known each other for years like on instagram and whatever um and he always like comments on like the restoration work that i'm doing so it's like it's always interesting it's like you know people on the internet but you don't actually like know them them. in person yeah so yeah so this was like the first time uh that i really like met kyle and uh, the night before was um scott was djing and there was like confetti all over the place. And for some reason, we just like started filling our pockets with confetti. Um, so that was like something we were doing was just like, oh, pockets of confetti, like, you know, hooray, confetti, everything. Like, uh, he ended up getting locked out of his room. And like, I just like, oh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> like, you got locked out. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, yeah. So it was like everything. It was like, oh, here's some water. Confetti. Confetti. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he happened to have some left in his pockets and it just happened to be the the best time. It was. It was very spontaneous, listeners. It was, I was not expecting it. I was literally just taking their picture so we could do like, you know, a top finisher picture. And all (laughs) of a sudden, like, picture, 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 and boom, confetti. I'm like, this is so awesome. Because who doesn't love confetti? Especially when you've won something. You're like, yay. So yeah. that, I, so props to you guys and to, particularly to Kyle for, for making that pick happen. It was so much fun. <laughs> um, but uh, the Space City Open, really, really um, fun tournament. Um, and Everest, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your na- last name, but Everest was the top female finisher. She did make the A finals. The top winner for the Space City Open tournament was Colin McAlpine, who did a sweep. I was like, you go, Colin. Like, Colin, I, we talked about him on the show. <laughs> He's a super nice guy. Um, but he won. Yeah. Let's see. He won the Space City Open. He won the Texas Pinball League. And then he also won. And I didn't talk about this. But on Thursday night, there was um, the World Pinball Tour that Jeff Teolos was doing for Pinball Profile out at Einstein's in Katy, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. And he won that, too. So he was, like, holding all the trophies. And I'm like, 
Oh, I mean, man. This, this was definitely the uh, tournament of Colin McAlpine. So congratulations to him. I mean, he I got to play around with him on a, uh, it was a flip frenzy. And I'm like, this is, this is not going to go well. And he's like the nicest guy about it, but I'm like, yeah, it's not going to go well. Uh, I like had like my, <laughs> my play for this entire like weekend was a uh, hashtag hot garbage because it was terrible. I had the greatest time, but that tournament, I actually got dead last and it was like, you no, no, oh. this is my favorite. So you're, you're looking at the standings on match play and it's like negative three, negative four games. And then you plummet down to the bottom, negative 14 games, Lauren Gray. And I'm like, I hold my head in shame. I'm like, people are not going to believe that I have a pinball podcast. People are probably not going to believe I've ever played pinball because it was terrible. I'm just really bad at split flip. I'm not split flip frenzy. I just, I think there's just so much going on and I'm like, I, I'm having fun, but oh my God, I can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, believe it or not, in uh, Chicago, I played the women's tournament there and um, I, I, I wasn't really like in the best frame of mind. I just like, I wasn't, prepared for it I just was like oh I have enough time to like go over and do it I'm gonna go do it I think I was like third to last <laughs> uh, and you're an amazing player so, so you know cool yeah. so hot garbage on Thursday then Space City Open I don't know what the total was but I think I was like 100 or 101 I was I was just hoping to make it into some like level wow. of finals but I'm like yeah no that didn't happen either and then the women's tournament, I wasn't terrible. I was kind of in the middle of the pack. The thing was, I would have really awesome games. And then I, like, the rest of the time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And Because I was riding on one strike for the ladies' tournament. I'm like, I got this. I'm going to make it to the tournament room. Because mm-hmm. they were playing, like, so many rounds on the main floor. And then they were going to take the top, I believe, 16 to the, the tournament room when we got to that point. And I'm like, I can, I can make it at least to the tournament room. No. And I would like to blame Stern's stars. I was like, dang it, stars. I was like, mm. I was like, you, ah. I was like so angry at stars. I was like, no, oh. I was like, ah. So between I, that, that game, I was just like, nah, this is it. I'm done. I was like, where, where are my adult beverages? So yeah, no, <laughs> but, um, but overall, I mean, the expo was so much fun. Oh, did you get a chance to play the bingo machine that Nick Baldridge had bought in? The bingo. The acrylic bingo machine? Yeah. Um, I saw it. I didn't get to play it. It was very cool. I'd never played a bingo machine. I have listened to the four amusement only podcast that's hosted by Nick Baldridge and I and I knew him again via the interwebs. And we got to actually mm-hmm. chat. And because he was like, Are you here? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna be there. And he was like, Oh, well, you should come down. And I'm like, okay. So I, I came down to the expo floor and, and I'm like, where are you? And I found this pinball machine, totally acrylic see-through uh, cabinet with a bingo machine in it. And I'd never played a bingo machine. And he walked me through it and I had so much fun. I won both my games. Like it was like some of the only games I won this weekend, but uh, I, I won both of them. I was excited. Um, he kind of showed me how it worked. Um, but it was really, really neat. And it was fun to meet him. I'm excited because I'm going to get a chance to go visit Richmond in January. But I had so much fun meeting him. And if you guys get a chance, if you see him at an event, you should definitely try out the bingo machine. I know people are kind of like like hating on bingo, but it was super, super fun. And um, he is so nice. The acrylic is amazing, specifically on the bingo machines, because there's so much going on. I remember the first time <clears throat> I worked on one, 
I opened up the back of it and I looked at it and I'm like, oh my God. Like I stopped what I was doing and like got my technician and was like, look at this, look at this. Like there's so much going on in there. And we just like started getting into it. Um, I was almost a little intimidated by that machine. It was like so, you know, beautiful to look at. Like I almost forgot like, oh yeah, go play it. Yeah, no, same. I mean, there were so many things like he's like, okay, this light lit up so you could do this and you could bet this and you could do this and, and every, everything was moving and shifting. I mean, considering how old that machine is, obviously the acrylic cabinet is new, but the actual bingo machine, you know, it's definitely older. I was, I was pegging it from like the forties or fifties. And yeah, I mean, it was, it worked amazingly well, but I was, he was trying to like walk me through it and I kept up for the most part. I was like, uh, and then I, when I saw the reel go up and I'm like, did I win money? I won money. I won fake money. I'm so excited. Um, but, uh, Mm -hmm. it was so much fun. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to check out his podcast, he's so sweet. He's so nice. Um, but also the acrylic, uh, the bingo machine was was much more fun than I thought it'd be, I guess maybe because I had never played one. So I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Yeah. So let's hear more about you. So you came from a like kind of commercial signage background and now you're doing pinball restoration, which you've been doing for about four years. What, particularly from an art background. So when you're approaching a machine, somebody kind of brings in a machine, what are, what are some things you look for um, kind of, because there's the challenge of trying to salvage the art and what, what you can do from an art perspective. What are some of the things that you look at first? Yeah. So, um, a big thing on the, so I kind of break it down into three parts, the back glass, the cabinet and the play field. Um, back glasses, honestly, they're, if I can send that work out and have those reprinted, or if I can, you know, buy a brand new one, then I'll do it. Because with the light shining through, like those are really tricky to do. Um, If I have to touch up little spots on it, I will, but it's not something that I really dive into. Um, Specifically, I do cabinet and playfield restoration. Um, The, uh, the cabinet, a lot of times, um, I'm looking for, you know, I first go through and sand it, um, fill any, uh, holes, cracks. Um, a lot of times I'll get cabinets that are, that might need some, um, body work on it. Like, you know, maybe the bottom is falling out or, you know, it needs a new back door or, if you know, the the wood coin door on some of the wood rails is like missing. Um, Sometimes I have to like remake that stuff. Um, But it's usually sanding, filling, uh, touching, touching up um, and clearing. Is there a particular era of machines that you really enjoy working on or uh, maybe like just, is there some particular aspect of it that you really like? Um, I especially like working on older machines, uh, wood rails. I really like um, restoring just because I'll resand and finish the wood. Um, and that always looks so sharp uh, when it's done. Um, but there's a, there's a wide difference between that sort of era of machines where you can see the layers of color where it's stencils um, and then newer machines that might have like scratches on it. Um, it might be like a digital print. 
So I might have to go in and like replicate the pixel dots. Oh, wow. Making up that image. Yeah. So there's like a super wide variety of like different work throughout the era that I might be touching up. Is there a machine that you're most proud of? Like that you like, this was like the one that like came out the best. I mean, they're all your babies and they're all beautiful. Oh, yeah. But is there one where you're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like I want to keep this one. Oh man. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I get some that I, I just keep like looking at and I'm like, dang, you look so good. Um, Lady Robin Hood, I did uh wood rail of that. Um, it was a full restoration. It was gorgeous. Um, and we got a brand new, uh, back glass for that with, um, like the mirror Ooh, in the back. Nice. And it was like, yeah. And like the, the artwork, um on the play field um i love roy parker's like his work um but like the women he has like with these bow bow and arrows is so cool and the play field was in really great condition but the cabinet needed a lot of work um but it that that machine just looks so sharp um when that was done um another wood rail i did recently was frolics uh that's a bingo uh-huh machine um but just the the color of the the shapes on the cabinet looked really really nice um and just like getting matching all of the stencil work where um the edges Mm -hmm. are um from where they spray it like just getting getting that little speckle pattern just right like it was spot on and like everything looked really, really good on it. The wood was a perfect color and it was, it just was really, really nice. The invention of the internet, obviously there's a lot more materials out there that you can get a, your hands on, like, you know, getting the reproduction back glasses and things like that. What are your references that you use to maybe, cause some of these machines obviously could come in with like, you know, really major damage. How do you go about like replicating or restoring things that, you know, aren't necessarily there for you as a reference? Yeah, so um, BG Resto, like, he does uh, back glasses. Um, He takes a while, especially if he doesn't have it on file. So if, you know, you can wrap something up, send it to him, he'll scan it in, touch it up, reprint it. Um, It's pretty pricey, but if you are in need of a back glass, he'll do it. And he's pretty much one of the very few that will do it. Um, other than that, I, I make my own stencils. Um, I, I do everything by myself. Um, so I kind of got a handle on oh that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I can't even bring myself up to put on decals. I'm like, I can't, I can't even <laughs> imagine doing a stencil. I'm like, no, no. Well, I mean, decals themselves are kind of tricky. Like, you really have to do a lot of uh, the prep work of, like, sanding and making sure everything is just perfect um, before you can even apply. Um, And just getting, like, the edges just sharp enough and figuring out, like, how to to press them on and, and not scratch them or, you know, make it collect air and get bubbles and 
it, it, it's really a, a process. Yeah, no. Um, so this is like my, my pretty woman moment. I was like mar- magic markering, you know, Sharpie, um, yeah. this side of my Dracula machine. Cause I don't want to get a new decal and all the red has faded. So I'm like, I'm going to sit here and color it in like a child. Cause I'm not, cause somebody recommended that on pin, pin side. I'm like, that's not a terrible oh, idea, God. but now I'm like, I now I did it like part, half of the way. I'm like, this looks horrible. I should have just left it alone. But now I have to finish. Oh no! <laughs> I want to know who the, I want to know who that pen side person and is. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to them. And sometimes we have to have those conversations with people that bring us machines, and we say, "Geez, you, I can I can make this look like a brand new machine. I can make this look like it came out of the box. Do you do you want to pay for that? You know, are you willing to pay for it? Some people are not. Some people, you know, there was one guy who brought us uh, an Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the machine itself is probably worth a couple hundred bucks. Um, but his dad bought it for him when he was a kid. And like his dad passed away this past year. And he just like, you know, he wanted it fully restored. Um, and he just really want it for his kids he wanted to keep it in the family and he said yeah like i this means so much to me like i want to i want to bring this back and like he was so happy like when we were done with it it was it was really really amazing that's one of those jobs that um i really stuck out to me yeah that's you know when you see those moments um we had a, a friend that had kind of a similar thing shout out to my girl melody who's local here her family had a gaucho like there was a gaucho in the family and several generations had played the gaucho and they got she and her husband and her daughters got a hold of it and um one of the guys here mike the the guy that works on my machines restored it got it working again and they're you know planning to do the stenciling and do, do more of the cabinet but just get it seeing their faces and seeing how excited they were to see the machine actually running um and you could see how much it meant to them i mean i think that you know people forget sometimes you know you know i have this big collection and i just you know buy all these machines da, 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 da. but you know, pinball, I think for a lot of people, it kind of connects to them like on a, I won't say spiritual level, but there's like something very special like about pinball and like everybody remembers their first machine. Everybody remembers that machine in their, you know, mom or granddad or whoever's basement. Um, you know, they, there's always that special, you know, why you connect to pinball. And I think for what you do, I think it's really amazing because you kind of bring these machines back to life and, and give people this, the second chance for a, a really awesome memory. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I love, I love when, um, I'm able to hear those stories. Uh, it really, uh, it really means a lot to me. Um, it makes it worth it. Oh yeah. So, you know, you've been doing this for a few years. Is there like kind of a, a new goal that you have or, or something you kind of see on the horizon for yourself in the pinball restoration career, you know, in your world? Is there something you're working towards? What I was doing and, and made a space for myself. Um, I just kind of put my head down and was like, I want to work hard and just go with this. You know, I want to be recognized for what I'm doing. And I'm always trying to push myself to be better, be faster, be more efficient. Um, just because every single machine that I can get out is like another, um, it's another way to kind of like claim my space in, in the pinball world and in the art world and sort of like the work that I'm doing. So, I mean, the goals, the goals that I'm reaching for are just like, you know, the next machine, just, I want to keep going. 
Um, but um, I'm really excited that I've been uh, going to a lot more shows this past year, um, especially with Marco. Um, they kind of gave me an opportunity to get out there. And I just like talking to people and like kind of seeing more machines. Um, I love going to shows and like, oh, I've never played this. Like, yes, finally I saw this or whatever. Um, so that's, that's always uh, really exciting. So I guess uh, goals is just like keep working and keep playing. I don't know. I'm excited. I definitely think, you know, um, getting some of these shows, they have like the awards for best restoration. I hope that I, I'm seeing that next time around. Ashley Ludwig, first prize. Oh, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> the pinball restoration community or field is rather small. And the fact that you are a woman trailblazing in that community, I am so excited. And I'm really excited you came on the show and we're, we're sharing your stories with us. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And and the the best thing is, like, the pinball community is very supportive, Um you know, and, and that's why I've stayed doing what I'm doing is because it, there was an immediate kickback where, you know, the work I was doing was being recognized and appreciated. Um, so I guess for Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for for the pinball. Community. Oh, we're fuzzy. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show and we have the segment, the one segment inside the pinball arcade. This is an opportunity for the listeners to find out more about the pinball mind of Ashley Ludwig. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Question one. What game do you love? My favorite game is Iron Maiden. Oh wow! I see. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, with, the, really? with your with your with your background, I'm like she's gonna pull like some obscure game that I've never heard of. Oh so, no! So what do you what is it you love about Iron Maiden? There's a lot of Maiden love here on the show, but what do you love about it? Oh man, that was um, I love how addictive it is. Like you can you can be playing and that left out lane is like bye, see ya, I'm gone, and you can have the best game ever and and you know, GC it. And then you can have an embarrassing game where like, you can't even have like 2 million, you know, it's like, it's, it, it kind of brings in uh, an element of like surprise. Like sometimes I'm shocked at like how well and how poorly I can play that game. But like, I love the, the difficulty um, of like that left ramp it looks so hard to to get the ball through those bumpers but when you dial it in and you shoot it it's super satisfying um i i just i love the layout of that machine yeah no it's a fantastic layout i mean i think keith elwin is the next big designer to watch i'm so excited about what he's doing i mean i love main i do not like iron main the band but iron main the game is amazing um, I love Jurassic Park. I thought that awesome. you know Jurassic Park is so much fun. Uh, every time I play it, I'm learning something new, and it's just it's there's a there's a lot of really interesting things both about Maiden and Jurassic Park, and I'm just excited to see what he comes up with next. Yeah, I mean both of those games. When I play it, when I play those games, I am like in there. You know, it's like there's something really captivating about the gameplay of those games. And I, I really love them. So, you know, Iron Maiden is my number one. I'd put that in my apartment. Ooh-hoo. All right. So question number two, what game do you hate? Oh, or what game do you dislike? 
<clears throat> there's a lot of games I dislike. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure when you said ooh, and I was like, oh, she like doesn't want to hate anything. <laughs> sometimes, no. <laughs> as much as I love machines, I also love hating on machines. Um, and, and and there's different reasons why. I guess you know if if you're in a tournament and you're playing a game and you have a horrible game on it, you're like, oh, screw that machine forever, you know? And then <laughs> I have, like, personal backstories of, like, oh, someone brought this machine in, and it was the worst thing I ever had to, you know, work on. So I try and be... I try and take those elements out. Um, dang, that is, a, that is a tough question. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, Sharpshooter. Ooh, Yeah. Um, it, there's just nothing, uh, that excites me about that really. And also I'm just, I say sharpshooter and I think of, I hate to bring it up, but I just, I worked on one and the entire cabinet like took in moisture and I couldn't even get the back glass out because like the whole, the whole back box like sunk in and Ooh. it like locked it in. So it like... Get, just working on that thing was just a disaster. Um, and the guy was insistent. He's like, yeah, I want everything on this, like, perfect. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. If you, As soon as you had said moisture, I was like, nope. Yep, that one, that, that's yeah. firewood. Um, yeah, and that, that was, like, the particle board uh, cabinet. Oh so it was, like, the absolute worst cabinet to to work on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A side note, we didn't even bring it up, but one of the games I absolutely hate and I did horrible on it and was the Stargate, freaking Stargate. I couldn't believe that game. That was the final game, y'all, at the uh, women's, the knockout Hmm. tournament final game was on Stargate. And I'm just like crying because like, I'm like, this game is such garbage. (laughs) I hate this game Uh, so much. And I was like... I like it. You like it? See, you're see, you're so nice. And like, I'm like, no, no. I'm just like sitting there, like, no. I can't believe this is the final game. I was like, who bought this game? I need to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, just turn it off. Yeah, oh, I'm like, I think it's broken. It's oh no, so sad, not sad. But <laughs> all right, question number three. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass. This can be a uh, pinball playfield, or this can be cabinet, or uh, a mix of the three. Um, I really like, uh, I, I said earlier, I really like, uh, like Roy Parker's artwork, um, like Lady Robin Hood, um, Niagara, Aloha, um, it's just that era of machines is really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I love Aloha. Aloha is a really fun one. It's so cute. It I had cute. it, I had it in my bank at Pinburg and Aww. it broke down and mm-hmm. I was like, come on. Don't do this to me. (laughs) I was so excited to play it because I hadn't played it. Um, And it was broken. I wanted to see the the hula dancing and I couldn't. Well, I, and and I didn't bring this up earlier and I feel bad because I totally forgot. Got to give a shout out to my friends at the Lone Star Pinball Museum that is just outside of Houston. It's actually in Katy as well. And um, he had a bunch of wood rails. He had Aloha. He had Hercules. He had a, it was the most insane collection I've ever seen. And it's essentially like his own, like he bought a, an, a building to put his collection in. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So if you're ever back in the Houston area, I think you would love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the next time you come next time, next year, when you come to the Houston arcade expo, we'll, we'll make plans and we'll go out there. I think you just like fall in love. Cause he had stuff from like the twenties and he just, I'd never seen a collection altogether like that. But when you said Aloha, that triggered it. Cause I was like, I played Aloha. It was adorable. I uh, loved it. Yeah. No, those, those machines are just, they're so cute. Um, I, I love them. Um, same thing with like, uh, Gordon Morrison, uh, like, uh, Centigrade 37, um, Astro, Ship Ahoy. Like, I just love that era of machines. Like, they're really charming, especially Gottlieb's. Those old Gottlieb's really get me. I know. I have a very special place in my heart for Gottlieb's. I know people call them firewood and shame on you. That's, <laughs> that's pinball history. I love it. Like, I'm getting my Cleopatra restored. Oh, Yeah. I just, when I made the decision to do it, but it was like, why? And I'm like, cause she deserves to be restored. Cause she's so pretty. She's and beautiful. I, I was like, and, and everybody was like, Cullies are just firewood. I'm like, shut your face. No. I was like, these are part of our history. I'm like, we should celebrate <laughs> them. I'm like, they're all, not all gems. They're not all gems, but uh, no, but no, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of players I meet are just interested in like modern era or DMD games. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot to be said for EMs and solid states. I was like, you guys need to give them some love and help save these machines from being firewood and being just kind of tossed in the garbage. It makes me excited because I'm like, ooh, I might be able to pick one ooh. up. But when I see, <laughs> but when I see like a, a old Gottlieb for like the, you know, two hundred dollars, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I was like, I could buy that. But then I'm like, is is it $200 because they don't know or is it $200? Cause it's like, Ooh, it's $200. <laughs> yeah. You know, is it, wh- what kind of rough shape is it in? So, you know, I just, I think we need to, to celebrate these older machines. And, and I'm so excited that people like you are out there restoring them and bringing them back to their, their former glory. I think it's so important. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't worry. We got more questions. All right. Oh, yeah. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be a sound package or a particular sound that a machine makes. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny because, like, they all have their own personality. You know, we were talking about earlier, like, people getting uh, their games restored. It's like, when I turn on a machine that I haven't heard in a long time, it's like, hi, hello, ding, da, ding, you know, um, it, it, they all have, like, a personality. Um. Oh man. Uh, Independence Day. <sighs> I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been a long time. But I always remember I turn that machine on and it makes me laugh <laughs> every time. <laughs> Um, I, I have one that um, I'm working on. I just had to order some chips for it. Mm-hmm. So actually Monday, I think Monday I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Question number five. And this has got to be hard because now you're on the pinball circuit. What is your favorite festival or event to either play in or attend? Um, I love uh, I love Pinburg. Um, I mean, and that's, that's sort of like a natural, like, you know, every, everybody, uh, would probably, there's a ton of people that would say the same thing, but it's amazing because 
everybody's there and there's just so many machines and it's just like a big crazy fever dream of just like all these pinballs and all the people and it's just it's amazing pinberg is a popular answer uh, on the show but um there are many reasons why it's popular it is pinball summer camp and everybody is there um so it is the place to be so excellent answer question number six what is your grail pin what pinball machine would you like to own more than any other pinball machine in the world or do you own it um currently i do not own uh any machines it's hard because um you know i'd probably in my studio apartment i would probably you know choose between my couch and a pinball and honestly it's getting to the point where how many times do i use the couch (laughs) how many times do i play iron maiden all the time right so uh yeah but i i would put that uh in the space um i love uh i love tna Uh, i love tna um it it's it's a fun game i love uh the sounds of that machine um it's really really great the sound package on that's amazing obviously it's the intro and outro music to the show hence why i wanted to meet scott denisi and he probably doesn't (laughs) want to meet me again because i'm a psycho (laughs) but um i'm excited to see what he's coming up with next i'm i cannot wait to see his next game from spooky and they're talking you know that that should be out pretty soon so um i can't wait to see that but you know both excellent grail pin options um you know do you need a kitchen table Mm, maybe not um i think uh i think it was kate uh kate martin from new york who was talking about you know pinball machines like trying to squeeze them into her apartment and uh yeah it's it's a challenge when you're when you're living in an apartment believe me i'm kind of short for space and i mentioned wanting to get so the one machine we have dracula here cleopatra is getting restored and then i was like eyeing a um flash gordon because it's one Mm -hmm. of my favorites and like my husband just made the face like no no where are we gonna put it i'm like it'll be fine he's like no no we need more space (laughs) like you know we just move the stuff over here and move that over there and he's just like no we need more space (laughs) i always say uh pimples are like cats uh, you know, you get one and then uh, you happen to find another and, you know, the third one keeps them company. And- exactly. You don't want them to be alone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then, then it, if you just have two, it just looks weird. You're like, you know, you need a third one. It look, you know. Yeah. And then once you're like eight cats in, it's like, what's another dozen? Yeah, exactly. So true. <laughs> but uh, I guess on the plus side, like, you know, I, I work in a shop with, you know, a hundred machines. So if for me to to bring one home it's you know uh, i can keep them at the shop i can i can make it you know a couple hours without <laughs> barely just barely yeah <laughs> all right question number 7 what person would you most like to play head to head or who is your favorite person to play pinball with mm, you know um Hmm. Everybody brings something like different to the table. And I do love going to shows because I'm able to like play people. Uh, Like I was, uh, Keith and I were playing uh, at Chicago and that was great because, you know, he's uh, the goat. He's the goat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and then it's like, you know, at home, I, 
uh, I get to play, you know, Bruce and Zach, like guys on my league that know pinball really well, or, you know, they, they go to state finals like every single year. Um, so, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't really, I'm, I don't know. I just like playing different people because everybody brings something different to the table. You know, sometimes you, you play something and they're like, oh, I know this one bizarre thing about this specific machine, you know? And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So that, I like that, you know, you, you want to play pinball with everybody you know everybody brings something unique so i like that answer i like it all right final question question number eight what is your dream theme this is a theme that has not uh been produced but that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer i think my dream theme is like a joke because i (laughs) I, because i i work on machines um and I remember uh, working on like an Electra and I was like, just going off uh, on my technician. I'm like, you know, if I made a pinball, it, it would be like an Electra with the lower play field, except I would call it seven realms of hell. And it would have like a play field and a play field and a play field. <laughs> and each, each, each layer would be like a different like section in hell. You know, but it's like, you, you can't manufacture something like that. It would be ridiculous. It would just be a cabinet that went straight to the floor. Um, but I think I think it would look pretty cool. I like that. I kind of, because I'm trying to like visualize it in my mind. I was like, well, you could make them like, like acrylic or something that, and then you could like light them up so you could kind of tell where it is. Like, wh- and you could kind of see because the different levels or something. So yeah, oh, kind of cool. Seven Realms of Hell, you know, it's got a cool title and custom. Like, I like right. that. Like, you, you didn't even like, I like that. You're like, I'm just making it my own theme. This is like, this is a, you know, pure Ashley Ludwig situation here. I love it. I'm like, yeah. but that, that seems cool. See, only like a pinball restore, somebody who works in pinball would think like, we're going to have seven levels, y'all. Yeah, and- I think, I think because um, the Electra I was working on, like getting the lower play field out, like the, the screws were like stripped, like get, twisting the thing out to like layer it down. And I kept like banging my head, like on, on something with the play field up and I was just getting frustrated with it. And I was like, Oh, seven realms of hell. Like <laughs> that's what I'm in. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, Ashley, thank you again for coming on the show. I've had such a good time. Um, thank you again for all the work that you do. i so excited to see uh, women actually in the industry, you know, making a difference and, you know, doing such cool things. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so for people who may want to send you work or are interested in kind of contacting you for their own restoration projects, can you tell us how to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, the company I currently work for is uh, Pinball Alley, uh, based in Rochester, New York. Um, but I have uh, Instagram and I'm on Facebook. And we'll include links. Um, so, but Ashley is super cool and we're excited. And I hope you'll come back on the show sometime and we'll talk some more pinball. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. But again, guys, thank you so much for, you know, listening to the show, downloading the show. We're at like 8,000 downloads. I was like, what? I, I couldn't believe that. I was like, we've only been on since June. I was like, that's amazing. Um, So thank you to everybody who subscribes and downloads the podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you have any comments or maybe guests you'd like to see on the show, feel free to email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, everybody. And keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!